party down location Mysterious Wanna rock this con like my man James Tiberius Jesse and Marina They're mad clever like the Negus Gonna guide you through the scenes Beam from London to Las Vegas Where to go, how to dress, when to sleep, who to see Celebs not to miss, Sardis Wong and SMG Star Trek into awesome, build some memories at last Set the proper course, the Shorely Podcast Boom Welcome, everyone, to the 58th episode of Shore Leave, your Star Trek convention community podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jesse Okendo, and along with me is my fabulous co-host, who never makes a mistake and goes to all the cons, Marie. Hello, everyone. This is Marina Kratchik. Um, I can't believe it. We're at the end of the year again. Uh, so thank you for every, everyone too, for listening to us. Um, as you all know, Shoreleaf is part of the Trade Quarter Transmissions Network. Uh, if you enjoy what we do here on Shoreleaf or any other of the sister shows on Trade Quarter Transmissions, uh, please consider joining our Patreon. Uh, you can go directly to patreon.com forward slash the Trade Quarter Transmissions or visit our network webpage, uh, which is www.thetreadquartertransmissions.com and click on the Patreon link there. Becoming a Patreon always gets you access to an edited early release at the our episodes as well as some bonus material and invitation to join regular patreon hangouts with the hosts and fellow patrons uh, so we would like to thank all our patrons and our listeners and uh onwards so here we are we're going to be talking about one of the uh, uh conventions that usually round off the year very nicely it's a traditional thanksgiving convention and that is of course darby's indian indianapolis um jesse would you like to introduce our guest today we have two guests this week, and let's welcome on board our fellow STLV veterans, guests of Tricorder Transmission Sister Shows, Debbie and Eric. Eric, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, Eric from Fansecure. Uh, you might know me from uh, running the USS Rio and the Queer Trek sites. And I'm Debbie I'm from California, and uh, you might know me from STLV or from the Golden Gate Away team. And I got to be on the first episode of Disco Trek. Wonderful. Fantastic. Welcome, you guys. Um, well, this is the first time that you're guesting, actually, on Shoreleaf. So uh, just for the listeners who have never heard you or the STLV attendees who somehow never met you before, uh, let's talk just a little bit very briefly about you, you know, your fandom. How'd you get into Star Trek? What was your first convention? If you even remember what your, was, you know, your first convention was, you know, just a little bit about your convention-going experiences. Okay, I think Eric wants me to go first. This is Debbie. Um, I've been an original Trekkie since um, 66, watched the original series, been watching all of them ever since. Um, my first convention was 2013, and I got really, really hooked on cosplay. And so my husband and I started um, enjoying a lot of cosplay, and then we picked up a couple other conventions. San Francisco uh, Creation used to have a convention there we went to. And then I found out about SBI. And... Um, I've really been enjoying that one. Because I live in the San Francisco Bay Area, we have a lot of little cons around that aren't Trek specific, but they're fun. <laughs> what about you, Eric? Hi, uh, let's see. I like to say I am a Star Trek completist. I've seen everything. I remember I started watching TOS in syndication uh, back in the 70s. And then just uh, when TNG started to come out, I was just super excited, though I don't remember why, except for the fact that it's Star Trek. Um, as to conventions, I'm from Cleveland, and I remember when I was growing up in my teens, we would have uh, some of the little conventions come by, um, but then I moved away and just had uh, fewer and fewer opportunities to go to conventions. 
So being in Cincinnati, I'm about two hours away from Starbase Indy. So I started to go there uh, probably about 20 years ago. And then five years ago, I started to do the big Star Trek Las Vegas convention. And here we are today. Wonderful. Well, I'm very glad that I have both of you because you obviously have, you know, a lot of experience with this particular convention. And it is one convention that's been on my radar for a while now, and it just never works out. I constantly have time conflicts, so I am interested myself in, but you know, hearing more about this. Um, so let's uh, start. Um, as far as Starbase Indy, I mean, how many times have you attended, roughly, <laughs> ever since that you heard about it for the first time? I would say ladies first. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> um, the first time I went was um, I got actually invited by uh, Savannah O'Connor when I was at uh, STLV. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, it's Thanksgiving, it's too far, blah, blah, blah. But then um, five-year mission didn't come to STLV that one year. And I thought, this is the only way I'm going to get to hear them. So yeah, I started going to SBI primarily so I could hear the five-year mission concert. Oh. It was worth it. <laughs> Eric? Unfortunately, you're going to probably hear me say a couple times tonight, uh, I don't remember exactly because I don't remember exactly. My brain isn't wired that way. But when I moved to Cincinnati in 2000, I just uh, was looking for conventions, opportunities to do Trek. And as I've unfortunately said, there's just not a lot of Trek opportunities in Southwest Ohio. So I heard about Starbase Indy. It probably took me a few years to get out there because of, again, Thanksgiving, just a hard time to sneak away from family to say, hey, I'm going to go do a Trek convention for a couple of days. But for the past, I I think I've done at least a half a dozen of the Starbase Indies. All right, fantastic. So first time that you made it out there, what was your general impression? I mean, Debbie, I know you already mentioned that, you know, it was sort of like very much in, in line with the smaller conventions that you have in your local area. But just generally, was it like, a oh, great, I feel just at home? Or was it like, well, this is a little bit odd, you know, things are kind of, I'm actually surprised that this is one of those conventions that they've been around for, what, 20 plus years, and they're still around and they're fan run. Right. Whereas things are kind of moving up and becoming more commercialized and big. That was really the big draw for me. Honestly, um, it was, it's not similar to any of my local conventions because <clears throat> even though we have a lot of um, small ones around here in the Bay Area, they're commercial. And it is a completely different feel when you're at a fan-run um, nonprofit. It's just, I immediately felt like I was part of the group. Um, it's run by volunteers and my husband and I showed up early and I I was there the night before. And so I was like, hey, you want some help with anything? And they're like, sure. And I could just pitch in and start helping. It was amazing how fast I felt like I was a part of the group. And just, I don't know, I I felt just so welcomed. That's wonderful. And just what Debbie said, it's a very small, homey, comfortable convention. When I first started going there, it was a little bit of a surprise uh, because I had done conventions earlier in my life with you know, some of the, the bigger names, but you would only get one, like, you know, at, at conventions I would go to, there'd be Brent Spiner and nobody else, John mm-hmm. Delancey and nobody else. And so you come to SBI and it's sort of the same thing. You kind of get one bigger name and, you know, some other lesser known characters. Um, but it's just, um, it was just nice, just comfortable, easy, laid back, relaxed. You could have a lot more FaceTime one-on-one with friends, stars, everyone that was there. It was just a very easy convention to attend. 
Yeah. I mean, I kind of wanted to ask that, you know, I typically ask about all the new conventions that we cover, you know, how the experience changed for you over the years. But I would think now that you actually been attending for so many years, you probably know a lot of people. So it does become sort of like a mini family reunion, perhaps. See, for me, I've only been twice. Uh, oh, really? 20, okay. 2017 was my first time because, well, because we it's, didn't get five-year mission yeah. at STLV. Mm-hmm. And then I attended also in 2018, 2019, my family staged a revolt and made me stay home for Thanksgiving, (laughs) but, but I'm working on them for 2020 because it really, it really is fabulous. And we can do Thanksgiving the next week at home, (laughs) but my kids were like, mom, you need to be home. So I, I stayed home this year. Yeah. Um, Well, uh, let's talk about general information as far as, well, Eric, I kind of hope maybe you will have that information. So um, in terms of attendance, we are talking that it's a small convention fan run, but do you know how many people usually come in? What sort of demographics, diversity type of thing that you can you notice as you go? I mean, especially considering that you've done it for so many years. Yeah, attendance is, is usually pretty light. It's not very big. And I've never really had a conversation with any of the organizers, but I would say maybe 500-ish people come each year. Awesome. I might be nice. lowballing it. Yeah. Um, no, that's about right. Because I messaged one of the organizers today and asked her specifically for an attendance number. And she said it was perfect. about 500. Oh, so, I can count. <laughs> yeah, no, you're spot on. That was really good. Well, that's wonderful. That's So that's not overwhelming. It's not crazy busy i would i would assume you never Um, you never feel crowded there there's plenty of room to move around because they kind of it's in the indianapolis hotel and they pretty much take over all of the convention space so and it's you know they have multiple rooms and there's lots of opportunity to to move around and and do your own thing Oh, wonderful Uh, i'm assuming it's the standard setup we have a little area for the uh, q a panels probably a lot of vendor well that's a whole separate question as far as how many <laughs> vendors actually show up to this type of event. But the vendor area, are there artists, um, writers? Is there like a sp- specific areas dedicated to like genres, that sort of thing? I love the vendor area. Um, the thing with the vendor area is they also have like little photo um, backdrop things set up. Like, um, oh, they had the doorway. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. The um, the holodeck doorway yes they have the holodeck doorway um multiple times they've had various other backdrops there that you can just walk up and take a picture for fun um was it last year or the year before they had that star wars box and you could stand in it and pretend to be a figurine oh that's fun that might have been last year but a lot of fun things to take pictures with um they do a very different kind of photo op with the stars they do it with green screen and you can get like really cool um backgrounds with your photo ops with the stars right very nice um so let's talk about the general setup i suppose what sort of tickets are we looking at roughly if you recall the price ranges i mean i would think that this is far far more affordable and uh <laughs> well, pleasant to plan, so to speak. <laughs> I think I think we're kind of skipping some of the answers to some of your questions. Uh, we kind of we're just kind of like you know we never answered your demographic question. Oh yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Let's let's back up because I, I'm <laughs> actually I'm, I'm uh, curious because I've had an opportunity to attend uh, a couple of conventions that frankly kind of threw me. And I was like, well, this is a little bit strange. The you know to, right now if you look around, like a lot of pop culture events generally have quite a lot of children coming in, whether it's a really large. Um, comic-con or if it's smaller ones but uh, there was one event i'm like this is a little bit 
weird because it was mostly, I would say, average age was probably somewhere in the 50s and 60s. So it was like very representative to what conventions were when we were in the fallow years, you know, before 2009 movie came along. Uh, so, yeah, please go ahead, you know. <laughs> SBI, I think, has the full demographics. You go from babies to, you know, people who watched it, uh, TOS, when it first came out. But one thing I heard him uh, say specifically multiple times this year was we are a family-friendly convention. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of children, and so they're, they're trying to bring in the next generation. So you'll find, you know, kids, teenagers, and everyone in between at this convention. So it's all welcoming. That's fun. Yeah, I really, really like their... Um their theme and right now I can't find it but I will find their quote but they really promote STEM and it's not Star Trek specific there's any sci-fi and science not mm -hmm. just science fiction they have actual scientists they do actual like experiments they have panels for kids programming just for kids to do like scientific experiments it's pretty impressive I think it's a great family convention oh that is tremendous it Better. seems to be it's it's so great to see that several conventions that um, I've noticed that they they started to push that you know to actually have that as a separate and not so much like okay you know science of Star Wars or something like that you know like made up things but the actual real world scientists coming along and doing panels and as you said my God the experiments for kids that's tremendous right I don't know if it's maybe jumping ahead the agenda here but just to focus on what Debbie said is that they mm -hmm. have very clear tracks like you could follow like there's a a kids track that, you know, kids programming all day, you could just follow this track and do that for three days where you can follow the meet and greet the, the, the celebrity track, or you could do the, um, just they have multiple tracks and I can't remember them all, but there's yeah. about four different ways you could just follow and, and do this all weekend. And, and the you, Klingons, there's yeah. a huge Klingon presence. Really? There's like a whole track. No, I mean like the Klingon Assault Group is like a big organization. They have a huge... Oh, in the Midwest, yeah. They have yeah. a separate room just for Klingon panels. They have big Klingon events, a Klingon party. And to top it off, Mary Chifo was there this year. So the mother oh. of Klingons was there with the Klingons. It was pretty awesome. Yep. Oh, that's amazing. But I'm assuming, I mean, you can easily switch the tracks. It's not like you're oh, buying yeah. into... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Right. Uh, they just keep the tracks are usually in a specific room. So if you stay in, they call it the astronomy room, you, you follow that track all day. You go into the main theater, you follow that track. So you can just hop in and out as you would any other convention. You're not locked in. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, you take what you want. But it's just nice that there is an astronomy room where are the talks... If you go through the program and you see a talk on astronomy, you already know where that's going to be. It's yeah. going to be in the astronomy room. If you see a hands-on, you know, lab experiment, you know where that's going to be. It's going to be in the lab. So they have a designate, and all the Klingon things are down in the Klingon room. So it's really well organized, um, easy to follow, and easy to like jump around and get exactly what you want while you're there. Wonderful. What you just said, it's a couple years ago, they had to go through a complete re-evolution or rebranding or recreation mm -hmm. they had some troubles and i think since they've kind of come back from the dead um as the 501c organization they've been bigger and stronger from what i've seen of, of them in the past and that they just offer so much more now these days you know all these different tracks and just so much more you can do for a, a small convention on thanksgiving weekend all right. I just out of curiosity, uh, were they a Thanksgiving convention from the get-go? Do you know, or is that something that just naturally got moved up because, you know, limitations of hotel spaces that can be rented, that sort of thing? 
I believe it's always been Thanksgiving. That's their hook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's a family convention during a family holiday. Gotcha. <laughs> well, and for local people, you usually yeah. have Friday off work that week. Yeah. So it's nice because you can Perfect. get in an extra day. Yeah. For those of us traveling from out of state, it's a challenge. <laughs> And well worth it. I found their mission statement here in my programs, which I still have. It says, the mission of the Starbase, which organizes Starbase Indy, is celebrating Star Trek's vision of the future by promoting humanitarianism and STEM education today. Wow. And I just love that because That's it's really about promoting STEM and, yeah. and fandom as well. Wonderful. All right. Well, uh, let's go on. And the question that I skipped to, um, <laughs> do I do apologize. I think the next one was uh, just talking about the general layout. I don't yes. know. Yes. Just... Yeah. So just uh, basically they, they sort of yeah. like, for, for those people who are kind of looking into it, that's just, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Debbie's showing the map. Yes. Uh, but uh, as far as that, I mean, it is a hotel-based event. So that's mm-hmm. certainly eases up, I think, for a lot of people because, uh, you know, you don't have to figure out between right. the hotels and the convention centers. Um, let's talk about tickets, you know, the types of guests, this so, sort of like a little bit of how the convention is set up in that regard. Uh, tickets, they basically have two tiers, general admission, and then they have a gold ticket. Uh, general admission, you can buy a whole weekend pass very reasonably, I think. Ah, goodness. I think it's around $30, isn't it? Yeah, they're on sale like right now for like super early discount, and then they do the time. They tell you mm-hmm. on this date, it's going to go up, on this date, it's going to go up. So they very clearly tell you, you know, when you can buy and at what price. Their gold ticket, no, they don't call it gold. Do they it's call a gold? star badge. Star badge, sorry. Oh. <laughs> star badge. Fancy. Yes, uh, equivalent it is to fancy. The, uh, uh, and it's a very nice. That's their top tier. Um, it's a little pricier. It's 150 bucks. But for that, you get, um, they have reserve seating in the front row of the main theater. You get um, a autograph and a photo op with a star. And you get to go to their dinner with the stars. Which is huge. That's like the draw. Can you pick which star to have that or they assign it randomly? No, what they do is in the order that you purchased your ticket, so they keep track of who's one through 20. And I think they only sell 20 of these star badges. They go in order and say, who do you want to have dinner with? And if that table's still open, you get to have dinner with that person. Wow. This year I was able to get the Mary Chifo table and it was just a very interesting two hour nonstop conversation with the woman just discussing her life, you know, just just real nice, real simple. Yeah. It's so um, wonderful because you really get to know Mm -hmm. a person when you take a meal with them Mm -hmm. and you just say, I had uh, Robert O'Reilly two years ago. And then last year I had Sandy Gimple and I feel like I actually got to know them as people. Oh, and um, John Billingsley crashed our table group for a while, (laughs) (laughs) which was super fun. And, and you hang out with them and, um, and at least in my case, I invited both of my table guests to come to the concert with me afterwards, and they accepted. So we all went out dancing after. It was pretty amazing. That's brilliant. Now, they, uh, the dinner is held at the same location. You don't actually oh, have yes. to go out. Okay. It's a, um, it's a catered meal, but it's I was really impressed with the food options there because a lot of times if you're vegetarian, you kind of get a salad and some bread and and be happy with that and Mm. I was prepared for that but apparently some of the organizers are also vegetarian so they had amazing vegetable dishes and good meat dishes really wonderful desserts I don't I didn't see it this year but the past two years were awesome how was it this year Eric I can talk to that Uh, Mary is a vegetarian herself or a vegan one of the two probably vegetarian so they um 
I'm trying to think, Ugh, I forgot everything that was there, but they had uh, salads, they had some quinoa, they had roasted uh, portobello mushroom caps uh, as, as like the meat substitute. Yeah. Um, the, the chicken was like a chicken piccata, uh, rice and beans. So, you know. There's a lot think, for people so they, who, they, yeah. They really put their, you know, put a lot of thought into this. It would oh, think. definitely. It's a, it's a good meal and yeah. even if i had to buy the ticket for the meal what what's the meal is it like 80 dollars? i think it's only 60 oh is it only 60 and i think that- i just found it to be really a good bargain i was kind of shocked the first time i got my ticket i didn't know i'd never gone before so i just said fine give me the top ticket then i start getting these questions well who do you want to have dinner with i'm like what i get dinner <laughs> <laughs> oh, and here are your tickets for your free photos, and here's your tickets for your free autographs. And I went, what, what? It's all this free yep. stuff. It's nice. So, yeah, it was shockingly um, economical, and I was very, very excited. Oh, that's great. So on average, how many guests usually attend? I mean, and that's across the board, both celebrities, scientists, authors, if any. Ooh, I got to think of how to count these guys. So this year, let's see. This year, Mary Chifo was probably the big name. Uh, Tracy Lee Coco was there. Oh, she's um, great. Mimi Craven, uh, Dr. Aaron McDonald. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. I think those were like the big names. I'm trying to think who else was there this year. It was kind of a, oh, Chris Dewan was supposed to be there, but he had to cancel last minute because of his mother uh, passing away uh, oh. a couple of days beforehand. Um, I didn't and know we had about a, that. Yeah. And uh, Eugene, or sorry, Rod, Roddenberry, uh, did a uh, uh, video chat with us uh, on one night. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, he said a few <laughs> things that immediately made the news on Twitter. Yep, I think, yeah, that, that uh, yeah, that's got a mixed reaction, surprisingly. So, but yeah, uh, yeah I think it was great news. Basically, he basically confirmed that there will be a Pike series in the near future. Yeah. Well, maybe not so near future, but. Uh, well, let's so, keep fingers crossed because I would love to see these guys back. Yeah. And the thing is that he's not the only one. I've spoken to at least two other people and they keep using slang. I'm like, did they just drop hints? Is that what this is? I don't, I'm not quite sure how to read it. Uh, it was it was surprisingly direct. He didn't him and haw. He, he pretty much said it's coming. So I, I would hope huh. that uh, Rod I hope he doesn't get into trouble. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think maybe there's at least a half a dozen each year. But you know, like I said, it's it's, you know couple stars a couple scientists um there's like in the vendors room there was some some authors that i didn't necessarily know but they're there kind of showing off their books and wares oh yeah there was another author there um keith candido de candido oh Sorry. yes 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 hey. he was there. how can i forget about shout him? out to Keith. yes yeah he, he was a very interesting panelist so yeah what I'm noticing looking at that, because I have the programs here, is they categorize like they have Federation ambassadors, and they usually have two or three in that category. Science ambassadors, where they have actual scientists, two or three in that category. Cultural ambassadors, who are like entertainment, which are like the um, <laughs> Klingon Pop Warrior and Moxie and Magnus. And then, um, then they have bands that perform like the Saturday night. They have a big concert on Saturday night, which is a big draw it's an awful lot of fun it's part of the admission ticket or we have to yes it's included oh, no everything's included it's just except awesome. for the dinner with the stars dinner right. with that, the stars right. the only okay. add-on gotcha oh that's fantastic but, but if you that, buy the star then it that's mm-hmm. included too i just want to mention uh moxie magnus that mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know if everyone well i don't know how well known she is outside of sbi circles but she's the chief cosmetologist on the uss enterprise 
And I remember the first time I went to SBI, I walked up. She had her own table back in the day. She doesn't really now. And I walked up to her and going, who are you? Because uh, Moxie <laughs> is basically a drag queen uh, with a three foot tall bouffant hairdo. And it's just the comedic relief uh, for the uh, for the weekend. She's kind of the host, MC. She does some parties, tours, uh, sings, plays ukulele. So she's just a riot. It's just kind of a fixture, a staple of SBI. Oh, that's fun. Right. Uh, well, let's switch gears a little bit and just talk about generally. Um, do you feel the convention has changed? I mean, aside from the rebranding that we already mentioned, do you feel that things are changing? Do you see more people showing up, less people showing up? I mean, it's primarily a question, this for Eric, since you, you've attended more than twice. I, I think, um, I feel like the attendance has declined a little bit over the years. And even this year, I, I f- it felt like they were having some trouble getting people to show up because I remember the uh, dinner with the star tickets, they were putting them on sale at reduced prices as you got closer to the the con. So by the time the con rolled around and the dinner was served, all the tables were sold out. But I just think something, they had a little trouble this year, but I think, you know, you're still getting around those 500 people. This is a small cozy convention. Well, I hope it's just a snag because the way things are, I mean, obviously as far as specifically track is concerned, we have so much going on. And going to be happening 2021, going to several years, hopefully many, many more years. So I would think it's going to be a boost for conventions regardless of the size. So that's why I'm kind of interesting to see other people more heading, more people heading to, to conventions or not. Uh, well, like I said, I hope it's a snag. Let's, you know, let's hope 2020 well, it, is going to be a success. That's one of the reasons I was really eager to talk with you about this, because I think that it's just word isn't out and people don't realize what a hidden gem this convention is. The fact that it's small, the fact that you get to literally hang out with the celebrities and the, the guests. I mean, I made friends with um, some of the other guests because they would sit in the front row with us at uh, during other people's panels. And like, I got to make friends with the kids of the guests, you know, because I would sit and hang out with their kids while we were listening to panels. And now when I see them at um, STLV, they're like, oh, hey, hi, Debbie, because they remember me from hanging out at SBI. So it's, it's really cool meeting people and getting to know them yeah. a little bit better because there's not that big, I don't know how to describe it, but you know how to big convention, there's like this imaginary wall that separates you yeah. from the talent. Mm-hmm. The wall's gone. The talent is there hanging out with you. They're eating the same place you're eating and um, they're going to the same panels you're going to. They're sitting beside you in the audience watching other people. So I don't know, it's just really awesome. Also, they take uh, they take care, the organizers do, to make sure they have like some downtime areas. There's space set aside to just literally go hang out, to just play some board games or to just chill or to have some quiet time. And you don't see that everywhere. It was really nice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they're doing this, especially if you have young children attending. That is right. something that's lot. necessary. Yeah, yeah, they have a lot of kids there. So it's it's clear that they've put some time and thought into accommodating all the different age levels of guests who will be there, including some of the older guests who just need to sit down for a minute. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet. And, I mean, it's it's nice to see that uh, more conventions kind of putting thought into to creating areas like that, whether they are quiet areas or family rooms, whatever they may call them. Sometimes we, we do run across in the foods. I was at a one Comic-Con where they had a quiet area. Problem was to get to that quiet area, you had to go through probably the crowdiest, 
corridor you can possibly imagine. So by the time you would reach it, you would really need the quiet space. Um, so <laughs> uh, I, I had this question here with the, you know, did you attend all days? But this sounds like such a great, fun experience that I'm assuming you always go for the entire weekend. I can't. Oh, really? This is no because it's so sad because I'm coming from out of state. So on Sunday I have to fly home because I'm a teacher and school starts Monday morning and I have to be there. They'll notice if the teacher's not there. So I have to come home Sunday and miss like a whole day of the con and I just hate that. Um, I'm hoping someday after I retire to get to go early and stay late like I do at STLV. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm the same but kind of opposite of Debbie. Uh, it start it's a Friday afternoon evening start all day Saturday and then to maybe three or four Sunday, and I usually never go on Friday because it's like Thanksgiving and I try to give time to the family and not cut out that fast. And I usually just uh, stay Saturday and Sunday. But this year I actually made it and did Friday Saturday and Sunday. So first time ever I did the the full kitten caboodle as they say. Wow. Well, one of these days I'm going to make it out there. <laughs> you really, you will be yeah. so hooked though. You go once and your family's never going to see you on Thanksgiving again. <laughs> well, we, we usually, it's not like we have like a, a very elaborate Thanksgiving. It, like, like you said, it can be moved to a different, different It really time. can. Um, to so, tie in, I was going to say, to tie into something that Debbie said, how she made, you just make these better relationships. Uh, on the flip side, it's like, just because it's such a smaller convention it's like I just really had an opportunity to get to know Mimi Craven, uh, someone that, you know, maybe I knew in the back of my mind, um, but it's like, you know, just got to talk to the star for hours on end and just getting to know her, getting to know her career and just all these little, you know, interesting things about her life. And it's just like, I think I kind of, I fall into this camp. Like when I go to Vegas, it's like, Oh, I got to hit the big names. Give me the big stars. And, I wouldn't have talked to Mimi Craven in Vegas necessarily, but here you got more opportunities with, you know, lesser people to make these connections and yeah. learn more about them. We, you know, we got to the point by the end of the weekend that, you know, she's just, you know, busting my chops over stupid things. I'm saying it's like, Oh, there's Eric. He doesn't remember me. Cause <laughs> you know, when I walked up to her, it's like, you know, I don't know who you are. <laughs> it's like, and she has, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm an honest to the fault, but it's like under, under, table she has pictures of herself from seinfeld from voyager saturday night live swamp does the thing. table have a sign like like you know how they make signs where it says it says the name and then you actually have names of the characters printed very often underneath oh uh, no she i mean she um she's that would have been the, embarrassing yeah she had, well i mean she she had a she had a banner behind her that had her name and her, uh -huh. and her credits but it's just like you know she, she's part of the scott ray contingent i don't know if you know scott oh, ray yes he's, yes he's yes oh yes to the stars yeah, so he, it's like, you know, he gets wonderful guests. I'm looking forward to uh, the new crop that we're going to be in crop in quotation marks. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we're going to be, I'm sure we're going to be getting for, for STLV in 2020. Wonderful, right. wonderful guests. Right. So yeah. like I said, you know, as I told her, I don't know who you are, but so she just, you know, rightfully was just, you know, picking on me about that all weekend. But she says, now you know who I am and you won't forget me going forward, which is very, very <laughs> true. This woman has just fantastic stories and it's just like, you know, you just get those opportunities and I'm sure people do in other cons, but you know, you can definitely get those in uh, SBI as well. But I think you get more like, I remember having dinner with Sandy Gimple and we got to hear like her talk about her whole career and things that she's still working. Yeah, she's extraordinary. Um, she, yeah, it's crazy. A, you remember there was a, a commercial 
because I literally, I met her in, at, at SCLV and literally a couple of months later, I'm watching TV and I'm like, I, isn't that? Yeah. The and Walgreens like, yeah, commercial. She's still, yes. She's still, yeah. she's still out there. She's, she still works a lot actually. Um, yeah. It's her career is very impressive. And I was like, well, how come you don't retire? And she's like, why? I'm having so much fun. And <laughs> you know, she's right. She's yeah. just so busy and energetic. And I would never have gotten to know that about her except for getting to like sit down and talk for an extended yeah. period. Yeah. And, um, and that's oh. something you can get at SBI that I've never heard of mm -hmm. anywhere else. Yeah. Well, it seems to be the mark of, you know, when you do have that small of a um, crowd convention, we actually get a more intimate access actually to, to, to the invited guests. Yes, you don't get too many guests, but you actually can spend time with them and uh, get to know them. That's wonderful. Now, here's something, you know, a question. Do you just go to SBI or do you actually do look at, okay, well, who's going to be there in terms of like either your friends attending or specific guests attending? Like I know if you already I can mentioned. go, I go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if my family will allow me to depart Thanksgiving, I am there. Um, yeah. Because no matter who they have, they're going to have a couple of big names. Um, it's going to be a wonderful experience with the events they have. Plus, you learn. It's also educational. Like, I got to learn how to do resin molding there. They actually had wow. a panel where you go in and sit at a table. They provided all of the materials and you made a resin cast. I'd never done such a thing before. It was fascinating. So that's incredible. You know what? That's actually the first time I'm hearing. I mean, as far as presentations, when they show you, only like John Paladin does uh, makeup on stage, that sort of thing. Yes, but, but actually, you're watching like, him. Yeah, you, exactly. But this is a hands-on thing and I don't know... I can't think of any other convention that would offer something like that. They have a lot like that. They have a, the lab is a room that's set up to do hands-on activities. And not all of them are for children. Some of them are for adults. Or maybe, I don't know, I'm just a big kid. I don't know. But I learn, I learn a lot there. I find myself taking my notebook around and taking notes. Yes, I do that. But it was, it was really um, educational as well that's amazing well i've done it both ways i go based on guests i go to go now i think in the, the initial years i would look at the guest list and say well do i want to go i think in over the past few years their celebrity lineup has kind of skewed a lot more towards star trek they used to be very diverse and have a lot of stargate people and <coughs> other series um and so I kind of am a little snobby. And it's like, well, do I know these people? Do I just, so, but now I'm just like, okay, let's just go. Who do they got? Great. Do you, um, I mean, I'm assuming they have some sort of like, you know, you can reach out to the organizer and say, it would be really, really great if you guys got this, you know, this and that guest to come in. Do people actually do that? Or are they just like, like you know, we're just enjoying ourselves. Whoever they bring, it's all great. And we don't care. I've, I've sent them emails or messages in the past saying, hey, how about this person? Or have you ever give given thought to this person? And they say, sure, we can try, but they have a very, very tight budget being, you know, the type of organization and con they are. So mm -hmm. you know, they're, yeah. they're very limited in who they can invite and, and attract every year. Now, do you feel that they normally get, uh, well, you said that it's kind of, it's, it's become more skewed towards Star Trek. Do you want it to be even more Star Trek? Do you want it to be a little bit more mm -hmm. generically sci-fi? Do you want it something else thrown into the mix? 
Well, I'm a purist, so as far as I'm concerned, the more Star Trek, the better. <laughs> but, but I do love the educational components. It's just that when they have guests from like Star Wars or other uh, <laughs> shows, I just don't know who they are. Because yes, I've watched all of Star Trek, but yes, I watch mostly Star Trek. So I'm not that familiar with some of the others. Like last year, they had uh, Francois Chow. And it's like, well, I kind of know him from a thing here, a thing there. And it's like, only now am I watching The Expanse, which I guess he's pretty big in now. And that's kind of, everyone was raging about The Expanse this year. So I'm finally watching The Expanse. So it's like, it's a good, I, I guess, you know. It'll, that, that I did know. I did know The Expanse. I had watched that, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. There are a few other shows I do watch. So him, he, I knew who he was. Right. So the convention can spur me to watch other things. The Expanse, they told me to watch Watchmen. So I'm watching that now. It's just, you know, yeah, it helps you. Diversity, diversity, idic. There you go. <laughs> See, you can bring anything back around to Star Trek if you try hard enough. Everything can be connected to Star Trek. Absolutely. Um, so think, uh, back in the heyday of SBI, I think they had Nimoy one year. So oh, that must be going back. Quite yeah, a... I don't remember when. I think they had Frakes one year. So those are like their biggest names they've had, I would say. But wow. so for what it's worth. So besides the stuff that happens at the convention itself, is there social life after the convention or it's all, it's so small that it's all really one and the same. It's all tied in into just one event. You know, like in Vegas, we have the bar hangout. Everybody goes to iBar or masquerade or what have you. Do they have something similar here or it's really just, it's so small. And like you said, it is more family heavy uh, that you don't actually get that sort of thing after the hours. There is a very strong after-party contingent at SBI. Um, there's, there's a thing called Bar Trek that is, I guess, an official organization that is just about drinking Trek, I think. I, I really don't get it. I'm not a big drinker or partier myself. But, um, yeah, there's a – I'm trying to think. Friday night, there, is, there, are, there are official room parties listed in the convention guide. So Friday night, there was at least two parties listed. And I think like one was, they, they try to have different kinds of parties, a little more mellow or a little more frisky. I think Friday night had, you know, a mellow party and a, a little rowdier party. Not that it was rowdy. Uh, Saturday night had at least three parties, including the bar trek, the Klingon party, another party. So it's just like, there are a lot of official after parties. But if you don't want to do that, as Debbie mentioned, there's, a music concert Saturday night. There's alternative programs like Moxie Ann or Moxie Magnus was uh, uh, doing some games one night or just, just different things, but it's all contained to the con and in the hotel. But yeah, nothing outside the hotel really that I know of. Well, you have to remember, you're going to Indianapolis in November. And as a California person, I will just say that you actually don't want to go outside, okay? It's really cold there. And so, and so everything is inside the hotel. There's a restaurant in the hotel. There's a bar in the hotel. Um, one year, they set up a, a, a big room. One of the panel rooms, they converted it over, made it a bar and karaoke for after the concert. So the concert went to like 10 PM and then the karaoke started after that. Hmm. But they actually have, if you stay at the hotel, they have a hallway, which is designated. And I didn't know this. We got a room there thinking, Oh, what a great room. So close to the convention. And then we found out it was the hallway where all the parties are. 
So you can't actually sleep if you get a room in that hallway. <laughs> oh, so you kind of want to plan ahead and get a room away from that if you're hoping to sleep. But if you want to be noisy and you get a room in there, no one's going to hear you being noisy. That's for sure. Hey, you're it's special, a... Debbie, as, as they told me. It's like uh, they, Those are coveted rooms that usually go fast. So you uh, snuck one in and got a special room. Maybe because we get those so, so darn early. Could be. We actually had the room right next to the convention center. So you just walked from the um, performance area right into our room. It was awesome. <laughs> we could hear the bands warming up in the morning. I, I check in and say, I do not want to be by the party rooms. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. an old fuddy daddy. <laughs> I, would, I, would I would not want that either. Uh, no, out of curiosity, how big is the hotel? Does it actually fit everyone attending or people have to stay outside somewhere? I think, I think everybody stays. Oh, that's perfect. I, I do know the hotel was sold out because I was talking to one of the agents. Like Scott said he had a book at, there's, there's a couple hotels in the complex. So maybe there is some overflow, but I think almost everyone fits in there. Part of it too is they're near the airport and the top couple floors they try to keep reserved for airline personnel. Mm -hmm. So and those are kind of like quiet floors. So I don't know how much is always booked to the convention and how much is left open for other guests. Right. But it sounds like it's all pretty much contained like a nice little mini world. It is. Yeah, it is. But um, for us, though, when we're there, we do have a couple of places like that we want to <laughs> hit when we go. We have a friend who has a comic book shop downtown. And so we always make it a point to make a pilgrimage over to Hero House to say hi and get our calendar. And um, and we like to make a run to the grocery store, just like at most cons, so that we have snacks in our room. But I don't know if they're still doing it, but they used to have a whole room that was like set up for food. And I think they had to stop doing that. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. But I mean, you almost didn't need to buy food or snacks. You could just go to that room and there would be <laughs> rolls and coffee. But now I guess they have food in the hallway set up. Like No, there was no food at all. None? None. I can't think of anything now. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was not that long ago, two or three years ago where it was literally a room that had food all day, snacks, pop, and at some points they brought in pizza. I mean, it was like full free wow. food. Yeah, and sandwiches. And like, there was no charge for that. But if you Nothing. wanted to bring something, like I went to the grocery store and bought some granola bars and stuff and put in there to share because it was more like a community sharing kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, no, but what a wonderful concept, especially for a small convention to have, you know, like you said, a room with the food. I wonder what happened. Hmm. I don't know. It might have had something to do with there's a restaurant on site. I'm not sure. Yeah, because the, the food room was right next to the restaurants at, mm -hmm. uh, at that new hotel. So who knows? It was very nice to always have coffee and tea ready available. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I mean, the hotel, that's right, the hotel sells food. Yeah, they set up a little table outside of the uh, vendor's room selling bad pizza, bad chicken nuggets, <laughs> and, and, and some candy oh, no. bars. <laughs> Well, but you can you, always go to that one lab class where they make food out of insects, and then you could get oh something to eat. <laughs> I actually went and got a burger in the bar this year for the first time, so it wasn't bad. <laughs> uh, no, you both of you mentioned like uh, that the hotel is right next to the airport, but you also mentioned the grocery store. So, how easy it is actually to whoever ventures into the cold. How is it to, to, is there something else around? I don't know, movie theaters? 
a mall? I don't know. All we did was we went downtown <laughs> to Fountain Square, which is a specific like part of Indy, but it's not real close by. And Fountain Square has like restaurants and little shops and Hero House comic book store. But um, I didn't see a grocery store near there, but we got directions and went to a grocery store. I don't, I'm not from there, so I don't have any clue like how far we went or which way. Um, but we did rent a car. Um, I don't know that I would do that again. I think I would just get an Uber from the airport to the hotel. It's just so darn close. Yeah, I don't really think there's much around there. We, it is just an exit off of the major interstate beltway around Indianapolis. So there's stuff around. You just don't really, I don't really know where it is. The only time I venture out is for breakfast because I don't like the, the hotel breakfast. So I found a, a really nice mom and pop one exit up the road. So movie theaters, oh, yeah. no idea. Yeah. <clears throat> there was a breakfast place that um, we went to there I can't remember what it was called, but I do remember we went to breakfast one day. Yeah, I took you to Bob Evans one That's year. That's it. But that wasn't, yeah, this is a, definitely a mom, a mom and pop. A lot, uh, definitely a mom and pop. That's, that's all I want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> but big portion, cheap, good food. All right. Well, the majority of people are probably sticking to whatever hotel offers. Like you said, you know, if you want to just go for the convention and stay there, it's pretty much all you're limited to unless you, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, yeah, it, SBI is not necessarily an, uh, an early to bed, early to rise convention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, incidentally, what are the hours? I mean, is it sort of like a standard, you know, 10 to 5 type of thing or longer? Uh, let's see, There's Friday, a lot of late programming, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, opening opening day, like the afternoon is kind of thin. The vendor's room opens or some spotty guests and whatnot. Then they have opening ceremonies, opening parties. Uh, Saturday probably starts about 10 o'clock. And again, it probably runs till six. Dinner with the Star goes till six. There's some counter programming to that. So yeah, I think actually it probably runs till 10 or 11 o'clock. Then the official hotel room parties, I mean, those go till two or three in the morning if you want to count those. So it's, there's a full schedule. Oh, that's great. Sunday, I think official end of, end is like four o'clock. And they got to start tearing down and get out of there. And packing up and everything. As you yeah, because one of the, the nice things, it's a small convention, but the stage, they've uh, always put a, uh, they have a big captain's chair and a uh, enterprise bridge set. So it's, you know, it has uh, walls, it has like working monitors. So just to give a little more ambiance uh, for the people on stage. Yeah. So and they get to sit in the captain's chair and all that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is really a fancy stage, I think, especially when you consider the size of the venue. It's it's pretty yeah. well done in terms of the backdrop, and it, it makes for nice photos. And um, also some of the panels utilize that. Like one year, um, Moxie did a, a skit thing where she was doing improv and using the bridge set. Yeah, she did that this year, yep. Oh, she but, did? Yeah, they, but the bridge got a rehaul this year. It was battle damaged the last few years, that, but they got a new coat of paint this year. So it's all refit. <laughs> <laughs> That's very neat. Um, speaking of stages, you know, you said that and I automatically thought about uh, the costume contest. I'm assuming like any other convention, it must have costume contests. So in that regard, since both of you I know are cosplayers, <laughs> what about cosplaying? You know, like I'm assuming you both of you are dressing up, right? Oh, after you, Debbie. That's, that's oh, <laughs> yes. Well, it usually is. But remember, when we go to Vegas, we drive. And so we can fill a mom van full of, <laughs> you know, all the costumes. 
to fly. Um, it's a new experience for me because there's only so much you can take with you on a plane and a giant, you know, feather headpiece is not going to fly nicely. So um, yes, we took like one costume each, but mostly for us, we just wore like standard Starfleet uniforms. And I noticed that's a lot of what people were wearing, but a right. few people were very decked out. So the times when I went to the costume contest, and of course I was not gonna miss that, there were maybe, I don't know, between five and 10 people wearing something really nice that they had spent some time on. Um, I love watching it though. Uh, yeah. What, what was the experience this year? Yeah, exactly what you said. It was, um, you know, most people just wear very simple, uh, tunics, you know, the tops and, and, and pants. Uh, the Klingons, of course, they dress up a lot more with the yeah. forehead and the hair and all the different layers they got to wear. A couple people get a little fancier, but it's pretty basic, simple cosplay, which appeals to me because that's all I do. I just put on a top and some pants and I'm done. Um, <laughs> uh, what about non-Star Trek stuff? Do you actually notice people showing up saying, I don't know, Jedi Knight ropes, that sort of thing? Uh, there was uh, in the vendor's room, else? they have, yeah, they have a little corner to the, for the Star Wars guys. And there were a couple, just a couple this year. Uh, I think there was a stormtrooper and a, and a Jedi, but it was pretty much 98% Star Trek this year. There was oh. a couple anime here and there, but very, very Star Trek. Um, the costume contest did not have a lot of entries. I think, there was literally maybe, like you said, five or six. And I think five of the six were Star Trek. There was one of the anime people came in. So it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty simple contest. All right. It's still really fun. I, I don't know. I just love watching yeah. um, the work people put into prepping their costumes and stuff. I, to me, cosplay is just all about having fun and just really enjoying what you do and showing off your bit of art. It's wearable art. Yeah. So to me, it's like going to an art show and I really enjoy it. Yeah. They had uh, the official judges whom I, I don't remember. Um, I only saw them appear at the contest. But as the people came out, you know, they were interacting and talking and saying, oh, tell me about your costume. Did you make it? And everyone said no. It was like all <laughs> off the rack or just kind of bought, except yeah, one yeah. person said that she had made it. And surprise, she won. <laughs> so. Wow. So you can compete with stuff you just bought? I guess so, yeah. yeah. There was there was one guy who I don't he just literally walked up in a in a red shirt. So they they don't care. It's just, you know, you want to be in the contest, be in the contest. It's yeah. just here for the fans to have fun. <laughs> Well, well, that is the bottom line with cosplay. And I always say that to people. If you're having fun, then you are doing it right. Absolutely. Period. Absolutely. It's just a matter of, you know, the size and complexities, I suppose. I mean, SDLE, we're kind of used to, you know, having this very elaborate process now where, you know, if you're wearing something off the rack, chances are you're not going to pass the preliminary selection that they have earlier in the day. The smaller conventions that creation used to have, anything goes. It doesn't matter if you sewed it up yourself or you literally just bought it off, you know, like a Ruby's uniform off Amazon or something. It's still, you know, you can compete. And some people actually end up being like, you know, not, not actually winning, but being finalists. So, but it's a smaller convention. Yep. All right. Well, um, let's kind of uh, wrap this up a little bit. So, I mean, this is, I think this is a great pitch for, for a convention. And like I said, I myself, I really want to check this out. Um, just generally talk, like, what's your, do you have like a single favorite? Probably not. But talk about your favorite experiences at SBI. I do. Ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> I have one that. Wait, um, let me I, guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Five-year no, mission. No, you'll never guess. <laughs> Five-year mission. It might that be. That was related. my guess. 
<laughs> it might be related to five-year mission, but wait, there's more. Um, it was when I asked uh, Robert O'Reilly at dinner if he would go to the concert with us, he said yes. And while he was dancing with us, um, somebody snapped a photo and sent it to me. So that is and has been my backdrop on my computer at work for the last two years. I just love it. It's such a precious memory, just laughing so hard and having the best time. And um, the concert was amazing. Dancing was fun. And just, and Moxie was dancing with us too. So it was a blast. That has to be my most precious memory of SBI. Eric? I'm kind of a, a weird bird, surprise, surprise. I just, you know, I enjoy two things. I enjoy, when I go to a convention, I enjoy the panels. I want to kind of meet the guests. So I enjoy that one-on-one -on -one time that I, like I said, I got with uh, Mimi this year, but I just enjoy going to their panels. And it's kind of weird. I don't think, at least for the few conventions I go to, a lot of people don't go to the panels. So I think they miss out on the convention. It's more the family reunion that we all like to talk about, but you know, I, I like to, you know, see what these people have to say since effort was made to bring them here. So I kind of feel bad when there's only three people in the audience sometimes. <laughs> So, but yeah, I just, you, you get to, you know, hear interesting stories from Hollywood and, and life. So I just, that's what I like from conventions. Do you have like a, well, like, like Debbie's, <laughs> that was that's uh... a wonderful one. Do you have a memory <laughs> like that or? A, no, I can't, good? I can't think of anything specific. It's just been interesting over the years. Cause you know, just like, I remember the, the, Aaron Eisenberg and um, uh, uh, his dad, who plays his dad, um, um, Rom, who's Rom? Uh, 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 Max, 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 Max. Yeah. yeah, that was the first time I had seen, they were both at SBI one year, and that was the first time I saw them do their shtick, you know, that whole thing, yeah. so I was like, oh, this is great, you know, I was like, and, and did, did who they knew have, I was going to see that in Did they Vegas have the quark cut out with them? Yeah, they did the quark <laughs> cut out, yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you just got all those kinds of moments. I remember... Uh, Susie Plaxon uh, was, was there one year, had dinner with her, and wonderful woman, but honestly a bit of a wackadoodle too. Uh, no offense. She's, she is just She a has a tremendous crazy. sense of humor. I love she her. Does. She's, she's crazy. It's like, you know, she was uh, like, they, man, for several years, the dinners with the stars, they, the, the stars sometimes put on a show after the dinner. Mm -hmm. and one year Susie went up to start singing and she couldn't get into it so it's like oh stop 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 I gotta just start all over again and and one year Max was reading poetry and Nana was behind him dancing and doing all kinds of funny <laughs> stuff so you know you just get those those little moments I just remember lots of little things so yeah well that's wonderful all right so um I'm assuming Eric that you will be back to SBI next year. It's that is, given. That is my intention. Okay, um, and Debbie, you're going to do your it best. It is my intention as well. I think <laughs> we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving the week ahead so that the family will not miss me and won't <laughs> mind my absence. Because <laughs> I really love being there and watching the um, images and stuff with Mary Chifo there and watching, it's very hard to watch your friends having fun online. <laughs> <laughs> when you're not there but also it's weird because I've only been twice but I feel like I have some friends who live in Indianapolis now who I miss when I don't see them and so yeah I want to go to visit them too yeah 
Well, good luck. I, I sincerely <laughs> hope that you make it. Tell them you're promoting STEM. I mean, you are. You, I am. You're a teacher. So it's work-related. It's, it's work <laughs> Exactly. You should be getting credits for that. <laughs> uh, well, uh, as we're basically done talking as, about the convention, any last thoughts, anything else you wanted to kind of point out, throw it out there, make people go? <laughs> Just, I, I think that um, it's, it's different than any other convention. And I think that once you experience it, um, you won't want to miss it anymore. Uh, there's so much that this convention has that I've never seen anywhere else. Being fan run, being volunteer um, based, there are a lot of opportunities to be a part of it. And just if you go on their website and start looking now, there are things you can do to help and contribute. And I don't know, I've just kind of stayed in touch and um, been on the website and it's it's fascinating watching it like as it develops over the year too not just buying a ticket but watching the planning and process as well i go to two conventions and you know they're the polar opposite of each other starbase indy and star trek las vegas so it's you know it's kind of hard for me to say a lot except that Starbase Indie is just a, a wonderful change of pace, just, you know, slower, simpler, just having that uh, more one-on-one -on -one time, just, you know, you just don't feel as crowded as you do in Vegas, but it's just a, a wonderful opportunity just to relax, and if you can make it there Thanksgiving weekend, I, I definitely recommend it. Mm, wonderful. Well, let's, I, let's hope more people check it out. I mean, especially considering, like what I mentioned earlier, Star Trek is booming. It's the mm -hmm. time to uh, go out there and join the fandom <laughs> in a more, far more personal way than just watching a new series. Um, now, I'm assuming that this is, well, Eric, you said you only go to two conventions, but did there be anything else left for the year or you're done until the next convention season kicks in? I No, I am done until March, but you know, there's a big cruise coming up. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> and yes. so, yeah, I'm done for three months anyway. Yeah. We have to take a break. Same, um, same thing. I will be seeing you on the cruise. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Come on. It's only two months and a few days. Oh my gosh, are yeah, you kidding? Right. Help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not ready, not ready. <laughs> uh, it's I, exciting. I, this cruise will be my first um, Star Trek cruise and only my second cruise ever. So I'm really looking forward to being with the family again. Yeah, same thing. And it's, it sounds like it's going to be very STV flavored. A whole lot of familiar faces are like, okay, everybody's going. Great. Yeah, <laughs> More people joining in like, oh, I see all these people are going. I should be going as well. And uh, those who are interested, be on the lookout because there are some cancellations already happening. So even though the, technically the cruise is sold out, the cabins might pop up at any given moment. Um, so that here we are. I mean, end of 2019, generally, would you like to say anything as far as your convention experience through the year? Anything you're looking forward to next in the next year? I mean, besides the obvious, obviously everybody's going to STLV. That's sort of what <laughs> Well, the other thing, if I can just make a quick plug for people who are in the Bay Area in California, um, the other thing I've been really working on is getting my local community a little more active. So we have the Golden Gate Away team, which is a Facebook group, and um, we do local events and meetups. They're small things, but we just get together and have viewing parties, or we get together and go to a play, and that has been sort of feeding my um, need for more Trek events and need to be around more Trek people in between STLV and SBI. So mm -hmm. I love having a local fan group. It's wonderful to be, spend time with what I call my people. 
that's very true and and away teams have been a blessing i mean i'm part of as you know the the new york one we just had a holiday party and about somewhere between 15 and 60 people showed up we basically took took up the entire mezzanine of the of the bar that the usual hangout and it was just marvelous i mean people had you know track themed songs being sung you know jingle board you know oh enterprise the whole thing was just marvelous (laughs) and you know so for a couple hours you know even though like we're in the middle of an irish pub right off Times Square and yet we're in a little Star Trek world for just a couple hours on a Friday afternoon yeah yeah you can make your own Star Trek world for a bit it's priceless yes Um, Eric any last (laughs) thoughts you make me sad I'm here all by myself in Cincinnati there's no one here but me oh come now you can make an away team (laughs) find me people if you're in Southwest Ohio we need a boat we need a ship we need something help find me call me (laughs) Oh, all right. So just to summarize, I mean, 2019 has been quite a year. As a matter of fact, as we're recording this, I think uh, earlier today, Star Trek.com posted a rather lovely rap article, basically summarizing all the great events that we had this year. And I mean, of course, we had the great announcements and of course we had great losses. Um, but 2020 is going to be, I think, one for the record books because between well, Picard's coming out and suppose well, yeah, the third season of Discovery and I'm understanding one of the animated series is supposed to go. Plus we have 25th anniversary of Voyager. So it's like one <laughs> thing on top of another and it's all happening and it's between the crews and what's going to be the last one. Probably Destination is going to be the last uh, track event next year. No, actually it's going to be still SBI because they, they moved the uh, London one to November instead of October, but it's still kind of middle of the month. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing everyone. This is going to be great. And you really have too much Star Trek. I mean, (laughs) 2020 is going to be full, but I don't think you can have too much. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, where can people find you online? Social media. Eric, where, where do people find you? You want them to find you in Cincinnati. (laughs) Yes, you can find me. I am the admin of two Star Trek groups on Facebook. The, uh, it's a nice long name, Star Trek Las Vegas USS Rio. And more simply, um, the other group is Queer Trek. Uh, as far as everything else, I don't tweet, I don't Instagram, I don't do anything. So find me on Facebook, Eric Profanzi. All right, Debbie. Um, I am an admin for the Golden Gate OA team, which appropriately enough is near San Francisco. Um, I also belong to a little group called the Tri-Valley Geeks, which is just our little local nerd uh, fan group, all fandoms. And then um, I'm just on Facebook. I like Eric. I don't, I don't tweet. I, as a teacher, I don't have time to give to multiple media so i have to just dial it down to facebook but yeah i i love my facebook community all right uh you can find me marina uh on pretty much everything well almost (laughs) everything but i'm I'm mostly on facebook yeah my my full name and uh, i'm also one of the admins uh for the unofficial star trek las vegas convention group and, uh, and of course, uh, well, I'm one of the co-hosts of Shoreleaf, which you can find both on Facebook uh, under, well, actually, its full name, which I'm going to read out because it's always very long, Shoreleaf, your <laughs> Star Trek Convention Community Podcast, uh, and you can, which you can also find on Twitter at Shoreleaf. Um, me personally, I'm also on Twitter, but it's just a show. <laughs> I think at this point, I'm just trying to kind of keep it as, as a news-based 
entity. I'm personally, I'm more on Facebook. Uh, well, regardless, uh, here we all are. Uh, hopefully, SBI is going to be nicely kicking next year. We certainly have a whole lot of other things happening next year as well. And um, happy holidays to everyone. Our listeners, thank you very much. And we'll see you in the next year. Keep on tracking. Happy holidays to you. Thank you so much, Marina, for having us on. Thank Thank you. you. Live long and prosper. Ah, yes. Yes.